The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm recording on Thursday morning ahead of a Saturday deadline, which is a little bit later than usual this week. There's no early kickoff, so you've got an extra two and a half hours to mull over your transfers and captaincy. Liverpool are through to the Champions League final, but Manchester City crashed out in dramatic fashion in an unbelievable game against Real Madrid on Wednesday night. Quite a few of their assets played 120 minutes, which is not ideal for double game week 36. Foden, Cancelo, Diaz and Laporte, to name a few. On today's episode, I'm going to welcome two new members to the club, do a quick game week review, update the watch list ahead of the double game week, answer questions from Twitter and take a look at captaincy and transfers for the weekend. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. A warm welcome to the 59th Minute Club to Nathan Ake from Manchester City and Vout Veghorst from Burnley. Very happy to see Mr. Veghorst join the club that nobody wants to be in. A special mention this week to Fabian Scher who came off my bench for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Got a few tweets over the weekend to say Fabian Scher was doing sterling work to make sure he made it to 60 minutes with a slow exit from the field. So hopefully that extra point from Fabian Scher will be the difference in a top 10k finish for me come Game Week 38. So thank you, Fabian. A quick review of Game Week 35. Saved my free transfer, so I've got two frees for the double. Finished on 48 points, which was a small red arrow from 9.8k to 10.1k. So I've been hovering around this 10k mark for quite a few weeks now. So interesting to see where it shakes out come end of the season. The goods, captained Kane over Salah. I mean, not a huge return from Kane, but it was better than Salah. Hyungman's son done the damage in the game week again as a non-owner. Kulisevsky, disappointing to see him bench, but delighted to see him get eight points from the bench with two assists. I think he'll come back into the starting 11 now for the rest of the season. Robertson was six, Cancelo five, Ward-Prowse, what a hero. Got me the two goals last week, got me an assist this week, and he's going to leave my squad this week. Saka with four, and then there was blanks for Ramsdale, Shar. But grateful for the extra point from Shar, James, Mount and Mo Salah. Obviously Trent didn't make an appearance either. So not a fantastic game week, small red arrow, but hopefully can finish the season with a bang in these last three game weeks. A watch list update now ahead of Game Week 36. Hard to believe we are at Game Week 36 and we're into May. Players removed, first of all, Mbumo and Eriksson from Brentford. Just can't really see myself investing in a Brentford midfielder at the moment when quite a few midfielders have double game week. So Mbumo and Eriksson are gone. Ivan Tony does remain on the watch list. I've seen a few people talking about him even as a one-week punt in Game Week 38, which I don't mind. There's decent fixtures for Brentford, but he's the only one I'm considering at the moment. Players also removed Timo Werner from Chelsea. Lots of game time, not a huge amount of points in recent game weeks. 
and always a rotation risk. So don't see myself going for Timo Werner at the moment either. Players added to the watch list this week. Ruben Diaz back in the Manchester City team. It is a bit of a concern that himself, Laporte and Cancelo all played 120 minutes ahead of the double game week. But I feel like the centre-backs Diaz and Laporte are slightly safer for the double. Whereas Cancelo wouldn't surprise me to see him miss out in one game. But I always remember Pep saying a couple of years ago how fresh Cancelo is after games. Basically, I think it was him and Sterling, he said, could basically play another 90 minutes the day after a game. So hopefully Cancelo just stays in the team and doesn't miss out. So Diaz, in my thoughts, I've only got one Manchester City player, which is Cancelo. So I'm very much considering doubling up on their defence this week with my two free transfers. More on that later. Another player added to the watch list back from the dead, Luca Dean. Looked like he wasn't going to play again this season. Seen a few managers selling them last week, which was perfectly logical decision. And then he pops up in the Aston Villa team sheet. I think we were all very surprised by that. But back at a good time, Aston Villa have the double game week. So Matty Cash, I still prefer him as the best Aston Villa defender. But Luca Dean is a nice differential option now for those brave enough to go there because he is a roller coaster of a player to own in FPL. Also added Sessegnon from Tottenham, 4.3 million. Good enabler if you're trying to fund a big move for someone like a Son or a Kevin De Bruyne in midfield. Maybe you downgrade a defender and get Sessegnon for the last few weeks of the season. Should, I think, start all games at left wing back and just... You know, he's got attacking threat there as well. Might not be too many clean sheets for Tottenham, looking at the fixtures, but Session a good enabler for the final few weeks, low risk. Low risk because there is only three game weeks left. If it doesn't work out, not the end of the world. Couple of Arsenal midfielders added to the watch list as well ahead of their double game week. Martinelli back in the team and back on the score sheet. So, again, hasn't been nailed in recent times with Smith-Rowe kicking about, but hopefully now he can get a bit more game time for these final few weeks of the season. Always liked Martinelli, owned him earlier in the campaign, and I would quite like to go back to him, but I still have those slight doubts over his minutes. But if, again, if you're someone who's chasing, looking for a differential, I think Martinelli might be worth a punt this week. Another Arsenal differential midfielder is Odegaard. Saka is the best pick, he's the highest owned pick, but if you own Saka at this stage, we don't really gain too much from him, even if he does get attacking returns, because most managers have him. So I quite like the idea, if you want to get points from the Arsenal attack, you probably need to get two of them. So I do like Saka and Odegaard, probably like that more than Saka and Martinelli, because Odegaard is a bit more secure in terms of minutes. Obviously, Enketi is there as an option as well, but I do like Odegaard and Martinelli as differentials for these last couple of weeks. Final player added, my boy Rafinha, owned the most of the season, and I've added him back to the watch. It's because of, they've got a double game week, so he's got to be under consideration with these other midfielders. The fixtures are not good in the double, but Rafinha is good. Leeds have been pretty decent under the new manager as well, so I don't hate the idea of going back to Rafinha. It's unlikely, but I had to add him to the watch list because of the double game week. Just a note on Leicester City here as well. I will go back to the watch list after the game tonight and see if I want to add Leicester players to the watch list or not. At the moment, it's a no. The fixtures are good, but to me, even if they qualify, if they don't qualify, I really don't know how to read Leicester. Nothing to play for in the league. 
the fixtures are good. You know, it's Everton and Norwich this week in a double game week. Double game week 37 as well. And then Southampton at home in game week 38 is also a good fixture. But there's just way too much competition. Vardy's back now, so there's three strikers for one spot. You know, maybe two spots. Barnes, Lukeman, Madison. Madison and Dewsbury Hall missed out last week. Rogers mentioned injuries. Whether that's true or not, it's it's hard to tell defensively. Just you can't really touch them this season. They haven't been great. So I'm still leaning towards avoiding Leicester for the rest of the season, but I'm not going to blindly ignore them. So I'll see how they play tonight, see what the result is, You know, see if Madison plays. He's probably the most interesting one. If he plays tonight, proves his fitness, then maybe I'll be tempted to go there. Probably more so if they get knocked out because we don't have that concern over rests around the Europa Conference League final. So all eyes on Leicester tonight and then I'll make a judgment on whether or not I add them to the watch list or not. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Moving on now to the Twitter questions. Thank you for sending them in. Over 100 questions this week on Twitter, which is surprising given there's only a couple of game weeks left. And I'm sure there's plenty of managers who've given up on the season long ago. So good to see engagement going into game week 36. Question from Ugly Wolf. With the rotation risk ahead of the cup final, should we transfer out our Chelsea assets for other double game week starters? A couple of related questions here as well, so I'll do them all together. Benno said, should we hold Rhys James or move him to Ruben Diaz for double city defence? Question from FPL Valeneria, should we keep or sell Mason Mount? It feels like it could go very wrong either way. And finally, from Mats on Chelsea, are there any Chelsea players you would include on a free hit this week based on current form? So lots to get stuck into here. Going back to the Chelsea schedule. So the big concern among fantasy managers is the FA Cup final. So Chelsea have the double game week now. They play Wolves and Leicester, and then they play the FA Cup final. So the schedule looks like Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So FA Cup final is two Saturdays away and that's three games in eight days. So they play Leeds in the league on the Wednesday night before the FA Cup final, which is the game people think there could be quite a bit of rotation. And I agree. I think there will be rotation. I don't think it's necessarily the Leeds game. It could be the rotation could be split across the two double game week fixtures. We might see quite a few changes in both games. It's, it's a really tough one because Chelsea have good fixtures 37 and 38. They've got Leicester and Watford. So you can kind of, you can look at it two ways. If you're just done with the Chelsea frustration, the rotation concerns, you can just get rid this week and that's probably you done with them for the season. Or you can keep them for a double game week and hope they get significant minutes, even if it's, even if it's not two starts. You're hoping for 90 minutes in one game and maybe 20 minutes in another for players like Havertz and Mount. And then if you do carry them through, you know you've got decent fixtures, 37 and 38 as well. So should we transfer out our Chelsea assets for other double game week starters? I think the main thing for me here is if you think the Chelsea players in your team are the weakest links in your team, I think you do sell them. 
But I think in a lot of cases, Chelsea players won't be the weakest link in your team. For example, my team, I've got Fabian Scher, who's no good to me now because of fixtures. And I've got James Ward-Prowse, who's been great for me, but he's only got a single game week fixture. So I don't really want him anymore for the season. So I'm going to focus my transfers on probably Fabian Scher and James Ward-Prowse out with my two frees. Not really too keen on taking hits as we get closer to the end of the season, unless it's for big players like Son or Kevin De Bruyne or Salah, and in particular if, if captaincy comes into it when you're taking those hits. So because I'm going to focus on the weakest links in my squad, which I don't think are Reese James or Mason Mount, I think I'm just going to hold those two guys, hope they get significant minutes in the double game week, I'm going to free hit in 37, so I don't need to worry about that game week. I like the idea of having Mount and James for the final day against Watford, especially if there's still something to play for for Chelsea in the league. Obviously, that Watford game could be a bit of a nightmare rotation-wise as well. If Chelsea don't have anything to play for, we could see a lot of their fringe players playing, and maybe the likes of Mason Mount and Reese James will set it out. In short, Chelsea are a nightmare. They've been a nightmare for quite a while now. I own James, I own Mason Mount, I do have slight concerns over them going into the double game week. Ideally, I'd probably rather have Man City players or even a couple of players elsewhere, but I don't think I'm going to take hits to get rid of Mount or James because there's still that potential there. Even if they only start one game in this double game week, both players could score 10 plus points. It's quite funny to say that about Reese James because I don't think he scored more than two points for about for about six months now. But hopefully he'll he'll do it at some point in the near future. So yeah, I think the short short answer is if if you think the Chelsea guys are your weakest links, absolutely fine to sell them. If it comes to taking hits to get rid of them, I think you just probably hold them and hope for the best. And obviously it comes whether you've got free hit left or not comes into the, to the scenario there as well. The second one was about Reese James. Should I hold him or move him to Diaz for double city defence? So again, if there's no other major issues in your squad, if you've got strong 11, you've got all the main targets already, I don't mind losing James for a Man City defender. I think it can be Diaz. I think it should be Cancelo, first of all, if you don't have him. I presume Benno has him when he mentions Diaz. Diaz and Laporte. Don't think there's too much between those two. I'm slightly leaning towards Laporte. I think he's got a little bit more goal threat. Diaz did miss a large chunk recently, so maybe they'll be a bit more careful with him in terms of minutes as opposed to Laporte. So I think Laporte is the one to go for over Diaz, but then Diaz is the bigger differential if you need it. Should we keep or sell mounts? Again, I'm going to keep him. I'm not overly confident, but hopefully he gets significant minutes and then hopefully he starts gaming 38 for me as well. Matt says, any Chelsea players you'd include on a free hit this week based on current form? I think the only one would be Marcus Alonso, unless you fancy the goalkeeper. I don't think you go there, though. I think there's other better options with better fixtures. Marcus Alonso, I don't think he's too much of a rotation risk. There's not too many options for Tuchel at left wing back if he continues with that formation. I know Saar can play left back if he changes things up, but I think Alonso's got a good chance of playing lots of minutes for the rest of the season. So not saying he'd definitely be in a free hit team, but I think he probably would be just because of his upside as well. Watching Chelsea last couple of game weeks, it's the Marcus Alonso of old, popping up in the box, taking shots, always in good positions. So yeah, Alonso is the only one I'd be looking at on a free hit this week. Question from Bernardo Santos, and then I'll move away from Chelsea. Should we move Chelsea assets to Man City ones, even if it's for a hit? 
What do you think of the following strategy? Kane to De Bruyne in 36, free hit 37, and then De Bruyne to Son in game week 38. So I think when it comes to Chelsea to Man City, would I move them for a hit? I think Kevin De Bruyne is probably the only one. Because I think if you bring in Kevin De Bruyne this week, you've got a fantastic differential for the double. You might even want to captain him. I think he's right up there as one of the best captaincy candidates this week. The fact that quite a few played 120 minutes in the Champions League gives me pause. For example, Foden, I think he could be in line for a rest again now after 120 minutes. Slight concerns over the defenders, although not as much as the attackers who played 120 minutes. So I think that's why... It's a little bit more difficult now to go from Chelsea to Man City because of the 120 minutes in the Champions League. Question from Gaza2000. Would I do Mount to Foden for a hit? Not now, after 120 minutes for Foden. I think it's quite hard to tell who gets more minutes in the double game week now. Is it Mount? Is it Foden? That could go either way. So free transfer, don't mind it. But for a minus four, I wouldn't lose Mason Mount. Question from Mateja. Is De Bruyne the best differential captain this week? And is it better to go for Foden or Laporte on a free hit? Kevin De Bruyne probably is the best differential captain this week. Probably not just this week. He probably has been the best differential captain for the last few weeks. And he might be the best differential captain for the next couple of game weeks. Because for people like me who've got Salah and Kane, it's extremely difficult to get to Kevin De Bruyne unless we lose one of those players. And same for people who have Son. It's very, very hard. If you've got a lot of money invested in defence, which quite a few managers do as well, you kind of have to just reluctantly go without the best midfielder in the league, who is Kevin De Bruyne. So I expect him to continue to start league games. I expect him to get continue to get lots of FPL points. And I wish I owned him going into this double game week. So yes, if I had him, and if you're looking to make up ground in a mini league or in the rankings, Kevin De Bruyne would be my captain for double game week 36. Would I go Foden or Laporte on free hit after the Champions League? And and even before the Champions League, I really like double city defence. I even like triple city defence for the final few game weeks. So I would go Laporte over Foden on a free hit in 36. Question from Cheeto Chip. For those of us who went... Dewsbury Hall on wildcard in recent weeks. Is it worth a minus four to move to Gordon for security of starts in the upcoming double game weeks? I think it is. I said earlier I don't really like hits at this stage of the season, but in this specific example, Dewsbury Hall, you know, let's say if he plays in Europe, I expect he will, even though he missed out on the league game due to inadvertent commas injury. So let's see if he does play tonight. But even then, you know, how many games will he play for the rest of the season if Leicester don't have much to play for? Could miss one or two, could just give other players a run out in the league. Gordon, Everton are fighting for their lives. Gordon is central to everything they do in attack these days. You know, he's on set pieces as well, passing the eye test. He's just much more attacking than Dewsbury Hall. So I think in this scenario, I think a minus four from Dewsbury Hall to Gordon is, is okay because I think Gordon can get goals and can get assists in the remaining games of the season. The fixtures are good for Everton as well, so I quite fancy getting Gordon in, which which you'll see when I get to my transfer section. So yeah, I think that's fine. If you think Dewsbury Hall is going to get you you know two points every week, and I think Gordon's got attacking returns in him, I think you I think the minus four is fine. I think you do it this week though, you don't leave it any any later. Question from Matthias 
Is it worth removing Kulisevsky for another mid-price option with better fixtures but less certainty of minutes, for example, Foden or Madison? I don't think we remove Kulisevsky. He was on the bench. I think there was comments from Conte that it was just simply rotation. Played a lot of games recently, gave him a bit of a breather, but he showed from the bench how important he is to that Tottenham attack. Came on, created two goals, and I'm, I would be absolutely gobsmacked if he wasn't in the Tottenham starting eleven this weekend. So Kulisevsky, just look at his minutes and look at his returns. I think it's is it three goals and nine assists in you know not many games. He's been unbelievable value. He's given us no reason to sell him. I think the only reason people are considering it is because he was on the bench last week and there may be some concerns there. But I'm not concerned. He's staying in my team for the double game week and I'm hopeful that he will do well, even though the fixtures are not great. Yeah, Foden, don't love him now this week because of the 120. Madison, just hard to trust. Injury issues, Leicester have nothing to play for. I would have Kulisewski over Madison all day long. Next question is from Eric. Depending on minutes and fitness on Thursday night, I really like a punt on Vardy. Is he forgotten? So the issue with Vardy, very long-term injury. Again, nothing to play for for Leicester. Dak is there. Iheanacho is there. There's absolutely no reason for Brendan Rodgers to risk Vardy in the league. I'm sure he'll get a couple of starts. He... I'm going to say definitely won't start every league game because of those other options. And they've got to be careful with him. He's not a young man anymore. We know he's had the hip issue for a couple of seasons now. So why risk you know, putting Vardy out for three or four months with an injury in meaningless league games? So Vardy off the table. And again, price. If you want to spend 10 million, you put it into midfield on you know Son, KDB, Salah. I think they, those guys are well ahead of Jamie Vardy and, and Kane is still well ahead of Jamie Vardy as well. Question from FPL Hit Taker. Is it worth transferring Ramsdale out for any other goalkeeper at this stage of the season, especially with a free hit 37 plan? So I think for those of us who have Ramsdale, it's gone too far now. I don't think we use one of our remaining free transfers on a goalkeeper switch. He's got a double this week. Hopefully he can, he can just get something, even if it's a penalty save. And then Everton in game week 38 is okay as well if we're free hitting in 37. I think Ederson is the only one that would interest me, but do I want to switch from Ramsdale to Ederson this week instead of making you know a, a transfer to get a Man City defender or a transfer in midfield? Not really. Ederson, if you fancy it, but... I think we just stick it out with Ramsdale now and hope he can reward us for the faith in him. Final question is from Rashir Mashru. Is a free hit a given this week, even if you have nine players playing twice? Rashir has just one City player, which is Cancelo, and just one Chelsea player, which is Mason Mount. So I don't think free hit is a given this week. I quite like game week 37, but it's very team dependent. Without making any transfers, I've got nine double gaming players this week and I've got two free transfers, so I'm probably going to end up on 11 double game weekers. And then when I look at game week 37, I've got very, very few. I've got no Villa players, I've got no Everton players, no Palace players. And I do fancy getting a couple of players from those teams. I'm not going to go overboard and triple up on the likes of Villa and Everton in 37, but I do like the idea of being flexible and being able to get a couple from each possibly. So you've got to weigh it up whether... 
free hit is better for your team in 36 or 37. I'm not overly keen on 38 because a lot of the big teams have good home fixtures and we've got most of the, the key assets already. So yeah, you've got to sit down with your own team this week and decide whether you fancy 36 or 37. On to captaincy for Double Gaming 36. I think the key assets here are, I think Salah is right up there, Tottenham and Aston Villa. You've got Son or Kane against Liverpool and Arsenal. Not great fixture, so I think Liverpool have the better fixtures this week. And then Kevin De Bruyne, who I mentioned, has the best fixtures of all who I mentioned there. City play Newcastle and Wolves. If I own Kevin De Bruyne, I think that's where I would go with the armband this week. I don't own him, so for me it's Kane versus Salah. Salah's got the better fixtures, I think, Tottenham and Aston Villa. So Captain Salah for me. And Harry Kane will be vice captain. If you've got Youngman's son, I think he's right up there as one of the best options as well. He is having an unbelievable season and he's going for that golden boot now as well. So Salah for me, but certainly give Kevin De Bruyne plenty of consideration if you have him. In terms of transfers, so like I mentioned, I'm very much set on free hit game week 37 because I'm already pretty well set up with the key assets for Game Week 36. Two free transfers. The most obvious moves for me are Ward Prowse and Fabian Scher out for Anthony Gordon, which would free up funds for me to get Laporte or Diaz. So leaning towards Laporte to come in alongside Cancelo. I like Laporte for the double Game Week. I also like him for Game Week 38. Manchester City have a good fixture. So that is the way I'm leaning. Gordon will come in. I think if Gordon comes in, I'll have a decision to make. I think I'll need to decide whether I start him or Kulisevsky or Mason Mount. So that will be a decision for Saturday morning. But Gordon basically coming in as an enabler to allow me to get, finally, double Manchester City defence. So that will leave me quite heavy in defence. I'll have Cancelo, Laporte, already have Trent and Robertson, and Rhys James is going to stay as well. So going big at the back for the last, I'm going to say three game weeks, but I'll be free hitting in 37, so I might do something different in that game week. Also on my mind, Kevin De Bruyne. I might look at how I could possibly get him in. I think it's going to be too tricky to do so unless I lose Harry Kane, which I don't really want to do, but I might look at that over the next day or two. Also mentioned, not overly keen on holding Mason Mount and Rhys James, but for the reasons mentioned earlier, I think they'll survive and hopefully they get plenty of minutes. Best of luck for the game week, everyone. I'll be back next week to preview the penultimate game week of the 2021-22 season. If you enjoy the podcast and you would like to hear more from me, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Wishing you all green arrows in double game week 36. The Athletic.